Yo, what is up? It's CJ Lawler, aka Dick Too Big. JCW's Chicken Boy Luke. You know what I'm saying? You're sitting here watching, drinking at Moe's, motherfucker. Hey, this is Big Mo here. Welcome to Drinking at Moe's. If you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, turn on notifications. There's like a plenty of content coming. I uh, will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So keep an eye out. Anyways, today I got with me CJ Lawler. How the hell are you doing? Man, I'm good, man. I appreciate you having me, dog. I really do, man. This is uh, my second podcast I've ever done, so it's, it's a big deal to me, you know. Oh, nice. Well, I'm honored to have you. Um, first question I usually like to ask is, what got you started as a fan? And then what got you started, you know, getting your jump into the wrestling business? Ah, uh, man, you know, I'm from... Uh, you know, I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee now, but when I, I grew up in Chicago, Illinois, on the outskirts in a, in a town called Elgin, Illinois. And uh, this is probably about 2002, 2003. I was about six years old and I was channel flipping and I came across Spike TV and it was Monday Night Raw. Oh. And uh, it was Kane chokeslam in the hurricane. And I just thought that was the coolest shit ever. Excuse me. I don't know. Can I cuss on here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're Wait, all right. I thought it was the coolest fucking shit I ever saw. Cause I like that, the, you know, when you're six years old, you have, you know, the monster cane and then you got, you know, the hurricane, a superhero, you know, and to me, that was the coolest thing ever. And so like, I've been a lifelong fan ever since, you know, when, when I was a kid, my dad used to take me to like all state arena to watch, to watch raw. And, you know, we'd go to Rockford, Illinois, and uh, we'd go to the house shows. Cause they usually did the house shows at, in Rockford. They do the raws and smackdowns at, uh, at all state, you know, the old Rosemont horizon. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, you know, I, uh, been watching it ever since you know and then when i was probably about 11 is when i discovered like deathmatch wrestling on uh oh. insane clown posse strangle mania tape oh yeah i uh, lied to my mom and told her it was just a regular wrestling tape and begged her to order it for me oh, you know boy. and uh so i mean that's you know i see it, it was terry funk versus uh drunk terry flunk versus cactus sack in oh. the main event from uh i think it's like king of the deathmatch is 95 Oh, yeah. yeah. The no the no rope exploding barbed wire. You know what I'm oh, saying? I thought it was the coolest shit I ever saw. Yeah, that was an insane one to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a hell it's a hell of a tournament, too. If you if you watch the whole thing, I, I actually uh, somebody gave me a bootleg DVD of it a few years ago, probably about six, seven years ago. And I finally yeah. got to watch the whole deal, you know. But then uh, right. back in uh, for like uh, for actually getting in the business, I. Uh, I met a, I grew up with a kid and we, we both, uh, we would like, we, we, we were, we would like trade wrestling DVDs and shit, you know, yeah. we, we, uh, I met him in the sixth grade and he was my best friend throughout the sixth grade through high school, through adulthood. And, you know, one day I was drinking <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was like, man, I want to be a brother. I want to be a worker. You know, I want to be a wrestler. And, uh, he's like, yeah, man, just come on, come on down and train with us, you know? And at the time I had put a miter saw through my thumb. And uh, luckily, it didn't go all the way through. But I had this, I had this huge cast on my hand. I was uh, I was off work. I was sitting on like workman's comp. You know, I work in you know, I have a shoot job. I work in construction. You know, and uh, so anyways, uh, I had this huge cast on my hand. And there was there was four of us that started training, 
in this like little fucking town called Pikeville, Tennessee. And uh, in Pikeville, it was, uh, as Cornette would call it, like a, it was an outlaw mud show. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> but they gave him a start. And so there was four of us. And when I, wa- I walked out in the middle of the ring and dude goes, all right, bump. And I didn't know shit about, I didn't know shit about fuck. So I, I just, I'm bumping my ass off and I'm just banging my head on the mat. I got crazy whiplash and mm. oh, that was 2000. That was August 13th, 2018, I believe. Oh. I believe that was the date. I know it was 2018, but, uh, yeah. cause I had seen, uh, just not, not to be all long winded, but, uh, I had watched Nick Gage wrestle Carrie Awful the day before at gotcha. the Scenic City Invitational. And, yeah. uh, the next day I had to be in training, you know? Yeah nice what uh what actually got you into like i know you said you got the tape that had the the terry funk death match on it uh was that what you would say inspired you to get into death match wrestling because i've thought you know people that get into death match wrestling that's a whole different animal yeah, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I seen before that I'd seen like you know the Fed hardcore matches, like uh, the one that I the one I loved the most that was like my favorite match up until I saw Cactus Jack and Funk was uh, Orton and uh, Cactus Jack at Backlash 04. Oh, okay. And I thought it was just the weapons, the pad, the whole pageantry of it. The the you know when, he, when they do the spot on the thumbtacks and Randy's got thumbtacks in his hand, I thought it was the coolest shit ever at eight years old. You yeah. Know? So. Um, Seeing stuff like that really made me want to get into deathmatch wrestling. And then, you know, Danny Havoc was my first, like, favorite modern deathmatch wrestler. This is, like, 2008, you know? Yeah. Because CPW stuff would get uploaded on YouTube. And I would watch, uh, you know, Nick Gage in, in the Hate Club, you know, and, like, shit from, like, 2004. You know, like, yeah. all the old stuff that people would just burn to YouTube. And that's, like, kind of what made me want to really get into it. And then I met Madman Pondo. Yeah. at 13 and that was i met pondo when i was 13 and i was like i have to i gotta do this you know when i when i get, become old enough you know i didn't know that you could start training at 13 in tennessee because we don't have an athletic commission if i'd have known uh, that i'd have been doing this 10 years ago you know <laughs> yeah no like she said you know i gotta admire anybody that gets into deathmatch wrestling because good lord you think even just regular pro wrestling can put a taxing amount of stuff on your body but then you add you know the whole death match style to it you know you got the barbed wire the light tubes the thumbtacks you know all that shit just adds to it see like i'm not like i don't i wouldn't fully consider myself a death match wrestler yet i'm working on it you know because i've only gotten to do a few a few uh you know, deathmatch type matches. I did a deathmatch in January, but it's like, I'm, I'm a, what I've been doing is I've been, you know, going around and like helping out at promotions and shit to try and get that foot in the door, which is like, you know, piece of advice to anybody that does want to get into it, you know, learn how to wrestle first and then, you know, jump into it. Cause I'm still working on jumping into it fully because this is what I want to do every Saturday, every Friday. I don't want to wrestle traditionally. I don't hate traditional wrestling, but it just doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't get me off like uh you know deathmatch wrestling does you know i mean 
you know, so I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and act like I'm a, I'm fully a deathmatch guy yet. Cause I'm, I'm working yeah. on it. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to get there, you know, you know, I, I can understand that. Um, one kind of misconception I found with deathmatch wrestlers is people think of that in the same light as you know you see all those youtube uh, backyard wrestling things and they think it's like that sort of stuff when you know when you do it right it can be one hell of a show it is i mean you know like uh, i was talking to joel bateman uh from australia we were at uh we were at icw no holds barred i think it was 23 or 22 Okay. When they came, because Danny DeMano's been coming to Chattanooga every few months. And, um, you know, at, at, at the place I typically wrestle at, TWE Chattanooga. And we've been, ho- we've been hosting, excuse me, we've been hosting their shows here and there, you know. And uh, I was talking to Joel about how to, this is, this is probably back in March. And I was like, hey, you know, what advice would you give to people trying to get into deathmatch wrestling? And like he told me, he said, become an excellent wrestler first. Because deathmatch wrestling isn't just about hitting another guy in the head with a tube or a gusset plate or whatever the hell. It's uh, there's actually shit to it. You know, it's it's a it's a pro wrestling match with weapons around. Yeah. It. It's not. Yeah. It's not this. It's not this. Uh, people shit on it, and it's it's it, it pisses me off because it's. I think there. I think it's much more um, intricate than a regular wrestling match. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, definitely because, like. I know I've heard Nick Gage talk about it in that same manner that, you know, when you do it right, you have, you know, good pro wrestling, but you have all the weapons and stuff around it that just add that little bit to it. And it's not just, okay, throw these guys in there, have these weapons and, you know, no wrestling at all, just bam, bam, bleh. Yeah, I mean, it's there's there's so much that goes into it, man. Like so much, there's so much thought that goes into it. I mean, you looked at you look at guys like I mean, like Danny Havoc, you know, perfect example, hell of a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can look it up on YouTube, and he has regular matches, and, and they're incredible. And then you look at how he would uh, design his matches, and he would he would he would draw them on you know a piece of paper and draw everything where he wanted everything, and he would have his whole match mapped out in a drawing. You know, Danny Dem- or Dan- you know uh, Danny Havoc. I mean. Danny Havoc is, you know, one of my all-time favorite pro wrestlers in the history of wrestling. You know, he was, you know, when he passed, I I cried like a like a like a like a you know <laughs> like a, like a bitch, you know. Yeah. Because I, I loved the shit out of him. He was he was my first modern day favorite deathmatch wrestler. You know, at, at 11, 12 years old. You know. Oh yeah. Loved no. the shit out of him. He was definitely a legend of it, and. Definitely, when you think of, you know, people talking about Mount Rushmore's of wrestling, when, you know, you talk about deathmatch wrestling in particular, he's definitely on there. He is, man, you know, and uh, for me, you know, another guy on there, too, for me is uh, Madman Pondo, you know, he is, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to to uh, have gotten to wrestle him, and uh, he was my first person I ever got to work, and we, like, we did, uh, you know, hardcore deathmatch-esque shit you know and uh you know that guy is just incredible to me you know he's the one that got me booked at juggalo championship wrestling you know i mean he's always trying to like help me get to new places and he's just he's a phenomenal guy he's i mean he is really uh 
one of the one in my opinion the greatest deathmatch wrestler of all time. You know, he is hands down. You know. Yep. Nope. He is definitely one of the biggest names in that game for sure. Um, you brought up a uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling. What's what's that been like? Because you know, I've heard some crazy stories. <laughs> it's it's fun, man. It's my it's my favorite promotion to uh, to wrestle at. Like I've gotten to. I've gotten to be there twice and I've also like, uh, you know, I've done, I've done ring crew for him too, just to try and break in and get in with him, you know, and, uh, luckily it worked, you know, so like, you know, um, it's always incredible. Like uh, I wrestled there in Milwaukee a few weeks ago for uh violent J's, uh, birthday party show. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's the, the, it's the, it was the hottest crowd I ever worked. And, uh, it was hilarious. Cause, uh, I was, I was playing, you know, the, the heel, I was being, you know, I was being yeah. a heel and uh, I had like jugglos trying to grab me up and cause I do a gimmick there called a uh, chicken boy Luke where wow. it's just cartoony redneck, you know, I mean, it's uh it's what jugglos despise, you know, cause you know, uh, insane clown posse has made rednecks to be these cartoon characters and you yeah. know, uh, so yeah, it's fun, man. We were at the gathering last year and uh, we were doing bloody mania and they had this legends of bloody mania battle Royal. And this uh, this guy, they're they supposed to have Tarek, uh, Tarek the Doink. He's one yeah. of the guys that did the Doink deal in the Indies in the 90s. And um, he was supposed to be there, but he no-showed. So this this fan came in dressed like Doink. Nobody batted an eye. They thought it was Tarek. Oh. Everybody did. And so he gets in the ring, and he's like, he's like punching dudes and like beating the shit out of people. And this naked girl gets in the ring and starts beating the shit out of everybody. It was crazy. It was yeah. one, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in pro wrestling, and uh, nobody could do anything to stop her because she was she was she was a big woman and she beat the shit out of like three dudes in there before they finally got her out. So like yeah, working for for uh, for the clowns is like it's my favorite. Like I, I look forward to it every time, you know. Yeah, no, and I mean for people that watch the YouTube version of this, I mean you're wearing the product right there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was my biggest goal in, uh, you know, my, my teenage years. Because, you know, I've been an insane clown posse fan, a juggalo, since I was, uh, God, like maybe seven, eight years old, you know. Because I, I, I first saw them on a WCW tape, Fall Brawl 99. Yeah. I and I was remember. just in love ever since. And my, my cousin listened to them. So I was, you know, like seven, eight years old taking in all of that, you know. No, I, I got you there. You know, I, I do remember that time frame they were in wcw that would probably i forget if they were there first or if they had that little time with the wwe first but i do remember all the things they did with like uh oh what was it vampiro yeah vampiro? they had vampiro and muta and excuse me and um vamp uh, muta I think Ra Raven was in the Deadpool for a little bit. I'm wanting to say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They. Uh, oh, and the, I think the Demon was in it too. The Kiss Demon. He might. Uh, you know. I think he. I'm wanting to say he might have been. I can't really remember right now. Uh, yeah, because I mean, like, I love, I love pro wrestling, but I honestly, WCW is, you know, I mean, when you live up north, you know, WWF is, you know, the shit. WCW wasn't, you know. You know, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I mean, even 
as far up as Nebraska, I mean, that was the same here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's New York's territory for sure. True. Um, one thing going back to the whole deathmatch stuff, um, there's been a lot of, you know, talk with deathmatch tournaments. I know uh, GCW actually has two with the Nick Gage Invitational and they are doing the Tournament of Survival again. Um, yeah, that's this weekend, isn't it? I, I'm forgetting if it was this weekend or the next one. I know it's coming up. Yeah, yeah, tournament. Yeah, it's like it's it's coming up soon. Yeah, it's coming up pretty soon. Um, I know you said you're not considering yourself like fully deathmatch guys, but has there been any uh, thoughts about getting into any of those? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would totally do it. You know, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm still like, uh, this is probably going to be a lot of like super underwhelming for a lot of people because yeah. I probably shouldn't be as honest about things, but. Um, yeah, no, like I, I'm still like trying to, you know, break in because uh, it's it's not easy to break into deathmatch at all, you know, because so it's like such a it's it's so aggravating because it's such a fad right now. Everybody wants to do just that one deathmatch, yeah. and it's like so aggravating because it's like cool, you're gonna do one deathmatch, but you're really just taking up a spot for somebody else on the card that really wants to do it. Not just saying me, I'm saying like a bunch of other people, but um, you know, I would love to do I would love to do a tournament, you know, I mean, um. That's, you know, I think Akira's, Akira, I believe he, like, he had, like, maybe, like, two death matches and he did a tournament, you know, when he was, uh, when he still had, like, long hair, like, three years yeah. ago, you know, and, um, which is insane to me to think that you do, like, two death matches and you go do, like, you know, you do three in the same night, like, that's insane, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I would love to, I don't know, I'm getting off topic, but uh, I'm ADHD as shit, but, uh, yeah, no, I'd love to, man, you know, like, um, I'm still just trying to break in. I'm still, uh, I still go around with uh, ICW No Holds Barred and I, I go around with them and like help them, you know, make weapons, set the ring up, tear the ring down, do all that shit because it's something that um, I think a lot of talents, you know, my age and newer talents, they think like, oh, you know, that's that, you know, why would you drive 12 hours just to set up a ring and tear down a ring? It's because you fucking want to do it, you know? Yeah, no, that's often the way you kind of get your foot in the door is by driving who knows how long and, you know, helping set up, helping tear down. Yeah, make airport runs, you know, like uh, I had to pick up Schlack one time in the Kirks, you know, and like I gladly did it because it's like, okay, because I live two hours away from Atlanta, two hours from Nashville, two hours from Knoxville, two hours from uh, Huntsville, Alabama. So, uh for me doing airport runs is the coolest shit ever. Cause I'm sitting in the car for two hours with these guys that I, you know, I, I watch, you know, I genuinely, I watch their, I watch their products, their matches and all that shit, you know? So to spend two hours in the car getting to talk to them about wrestling is like the coolest shit ever, you know? No. I, so like my I, advice is always pick those guys up, you know, always make the airport run if you can. Yeah. No. Uh, speaking of the guy you just brought up, what is he like? Because I mean, I've, I've seen some of this stuff. I like recently with, uh, I still haven't watched the whole show because it was so fucking long. But oh, the yeah. W, uh, King of the Deathmatch show. God, that damn thing was long. But he it was like seven I, hours. Yeah. It was like, I remember 
only reason I got it was because I had some fight TV credits and ended up being able to spend it just on that and I think one other show. And I'm like, well, shit, if I'm not paying anything extra, why the hell not? Yeah, I mean, shit, XPW's back. It's insane, <laughs> you know, but... Yeah. Not it. Like, uh, Schlag is really cool, man. Uh, it was it was really interesting to me because, like, uh, people may call me a mark or whatever, but I'm, I'm a fan of this shit, too. Like, I hate the term mark, you know, but uh, yeah. I fucking do because, like, I, I'm still a fan of, of you know, insane composite of pro wrestling. I'm a fan of things, you know, I'm a human being. But uh, yeah. Schlag was really cool, man, because, like, they always tell you, like, don't meet your heroes and shit, which, like, some of them suck, but, like, for the most part, everybody I've met has been, like, super cool and, like, we uh it was funny because uh the mittens from icw uh he uh his flight to chattanooga had gotten canceled so and the in the kirks you know brandon kirk and uh casey kirk they were uh both flying they were all flying in atlanta i was supposed to pick up schlack and the kirks and mittens ended up showing up and i had a at the time i had a nissan Sentra, so i had i had another kid with me from uh, missouri uh Derek james he was with me um so uh, he was with me and we had uh, the Kirks, Schlack and Mittens sitting in the back. So we had four people sitting in the back of this little ass car. <laughs> and Schlack is fucking huge. He's stupid. He's big. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, well. it was it was hilarious. Um, but like, you know, he was awesome to talk to, man. He, he's a person that I like. I, I love sitting and talking with him because he loves pro wrestling. Not just deathmatch wrestling, but uh, I think he told me that... Um, who did he, who the hell did he say was his favorite wrestler? Bam Bam Bigelow was his favorite wrestler. And, uh, you know, my favorite, like, traditional wrestler is Tracy Smothers. Mm. And so um, we got to talk about, like, you know, just, like, all of, like, how much we all love wrestling. We were all, you know, trading, you know, who's our favorite wrestler and, like, trading stories and just talking about shit like that. And he was, like, really awesome to, to, to be around. He was, he's really cool. I hope I'm not, like, you know, uh, making him sound like a, like a teddy bear. Cause he is, he is, he is a little intense. Like it was a little intense when I first, uh, when I first talked to him. Cause I mean, fuck man, it's slack, you know? Yeah, no, there, there's, there's a lot of guys out there that it's like, you know, they're one thing behind the camera and then you, that, that camera hits them, the lights on their music hits and boom. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, like the clowns talked about Hogan was like fucking, you know, real cool, real quiet. And then when that music hit, he went from like limping around and barely being able to walk to walking out and doing the fucking deal, you know, fucking uh, posing and shit, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Like, uh, it was like I'll tell you a quick, like a quick little funny story. Uh, yeah. I uh, we were I we were driving through Atlanta, and I have four people in my back seat. And Schlag being one of them. And I'm like nervous as fuck because I'm like, I'm afraid we're going to get pulled over. And I have to get them to, to, to the show because Schlag's flight had ran late. It's like four o'clock in Atlanta. It's a Friday. So the traffic's crazy in Atlanta. It's, it's ridiculous in Atlanta. And uh, so anyways, I'm like, I'm like tripping. I don't even have any music on. It's quiet as fuck in the car. The morale is just down, you know, because I have four people. I have four wrestlers. Well, three wrestlers and you know, Mittens is just, like, the god of this shit, you know, he's, uh, yeah, fuck, he's a wrestler, too, fuck it, yeah. I love him, I love Mittens to death, I don't know if you know who Mittens is, but, uh, he's, uh, if you watch the GCW pay-per-view, the, the, the kid that Matt Cardona spit the beer in his face, 
Oh. That's Mittens. He's like the fucking best ever. I love him to death. He he. Uh, they did a spot with uh, Kimono Wanalega at uh, no. no Holds Barred twenty four or twenty yeah twenty four in uh, Jersey. Okay. But anyways, yeah, no Mittens is the man. So I uh, we're driving and all the music is off and I'm just I'm nervous because I'm trying to get everybody to the show and I'm trying to get pulled over because it's a two and a half hour drive to Chattanooga and the show starts at like seven. It's like four thirty. I'm tripping. And so there's no music on in, in the car, and Schlack goes, hey, what the fuck is this shit? No fucking music? I was like, turn some shit on. What the fuck are we doing? And I was like, ugh. So I put on The Chronic by Dr. Dre. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, I could, I could tell that, like, nobody wanted to hear that shit. And uh, I was, like, so, like, when he said that to me, I got, like, shook. I was, like, you know, I was, like, kind of freaked out. <laughs> and uh, so I put The Chronic on, and nobody was feeling that shit. So I was like, oh, fuck it, Slipknot. Like, I don't even like Slipknot, but, mm. you know, it was, it was a lot better than The Chronic, you know? That, that's pretty funny. Um, you've had some talk with the current wrestling stuff. What is your thoughts on, like, the current state of wrestling? Is there so many choices out there? I think it's the best that it's ever been, man. Like, we're in such a good boom. And uh, it's it's insane to uh, to be in it and to be a fan to to just be in pro wrestling. It's like the craziest time. And it's the scariest time too because like uh, you know before like it, it feel like it felt like like the boom really hit in the last like two years. Yeah, you know, because um, like I used to get bookings all the time and shit in the south, and now it's kind of harder to get bookings because there's so many wrestlers, there's so many shows. It's like. I, I, I went from wrestling every weekend to now I wrestle like a few times a month, maybe three times a month instead of like four or five times, six times a month. You yeah. know, uh, I think it's, I think it's awesome though, because there's so much to watch. There's something for everybody. Like, uh, you know, if you like comedy wrestling, there's comedy shows. If you like deathmatch, there's so many deathmatch wrestling promotions yeah. right now. I mean, you know, we have TPW in Tennessee, which is, you know, it's, 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 it's an all right show. And uh, it's, a, it's a great show, really, uh, besides the Josh Crane incident that just happened. That was fucking ridiculous. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. I don't think I did. Oh, he fucking uh, beat the shit out of a guy and, like, fucking cut him, cut his back up. And it was just, it was fucking ridiculous. Called oh, him boy. untrained and shit. And it's like, he, he fucking, he, he carved the dude up real bad. Oh, damn. You know, you know TPW's a gr- good show. And, I, and it sucks that that happened at TPW because, like, I want to see like a Tennessee deathmatch show not get shit on. You know what I'm saying? No, but, uh, that general for any deathmatch show, you don't want to have it get shit on like that. You know, you want it to. No, I want it to prosper, you know, and it sucks. Cause it's kind of like a blight. People are kind of shitting on TPW and it's like, just, it's a, it's a bad incident. It's not their fault that happened, you know? Um, you know, but yeah, like, it just it sucks because like for Tennessee Deathmatch Wrestling, like it's a kind of like a, a black eye on it, which sucks that because the, the Twitter just tore it apart and it sucks. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, there's like there's just so much shit to, for you to watch. I think it's great. At times it does kind of suck because sometimes it does feel oversaturated. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's a great time, really, just for fans and wrestlers, too, because there's so much stuff going on overseas. And I have yeah. some of my friends that are going overseas you know, they're going to do shit in Germany and London and there's just so much going on, you know, and uh, it's, it's a good time. I mean, Paul London just shit on wrestling like the other day and was like uh, on Rene Dupree's podcast and was like, 
um what did he say he was like uh it's like oversaturated you click on anybody's profile on twitter they're a pro wrestler and he goes yeah. it's fucking ridiculous but it's like well this it's this is the times man it's you know I it's hear, thriving right now i heard he kind of went off on uh well bully ray or bubba ray dudley i heard he went off on him pretty good yeah, yeah, he went in on Dudley. It was pretty. It was it was wild. You know, I've never met Bubba Ray, so I don't I don't have an opinion on him. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know I, if he's an asshole or not. Yeah, you know, I can't say I've ever met him. I mean, hopefully one day, but yeah, no, I I heard a little bit about that. I'm like, dude, damn, he really went off. Um, you brought up that one guy that carved the other guy up pretty good. And people, oh, Josh Crane, yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> other one that I was going to bring up that people are kind of shitting on right now, it just happened, you know, me being a GCW fan, uh, Joey Janela's little spot there this last weekend. I loved it. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying one way or another, but... <laughs> I'll admit there was that part of me when I saw the video of it and I'm like, what the fuck was he thinking? <laughs> well, see, like, you know, in Southern wrestling, I see, I see like, cause like it's, it's a, uh, you know, I think for a lot of fans are like, oh, this is fucking stupid when they're in the Northeast or the West coast or the Midwest yeah. or wherever. But like in the South, the flaming elbow pad spot at mm. a lot of these shit shows, it's, I, hate, I hate to use the word shit show. Like I feel like an asshole saying it. I got my start at a show that wasn't like the best, you know, yeah. but he's like lower, these kind of bad shows where a lot of people are untrained. The, the flaming elbow pad spot is alive and well, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, I've seen that spot so many times. So when I saw Joey Janela doing it, I was like, that's kind of fucking cool. Like, cause like, but it sucks that he, that, that like, it just didn't, it didn't, he couldn't get it to uh, extinguish, which kind of sucks, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm glad he's okay. I'm sure. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Because oh, remember, I'm... everybody was all mad about the flaming cross spot at uh, at uh, IWA. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude from uh, POR. What is it? JJ uh, JJ Allen. He uh, lit oh. his crotch on fire with the weed whacker or some shit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I thought I it was badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no. The whole thing with Joey Janela, I I just think it looked, it came off like they weren't very well prepared for that spot. Like, you would have thought they'd have either, like, way more water, like, right there, or, like, a fire extinguisher or something. Yeah, they, yeah, they should have, uh, they should have had something there for sure, you know, but I'm sure that, like, Joey being, you know, because, Joey's been wrestling for like 15 years or something. I'm sure he thought he could like get it out pretty quick. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's, it's it was, it was, it, I loved it. You know, no, I love, I, I love those. Like, uh, I love a lot of the things that Twitter hates because, because like as a wrestler, you're always trying to get the people talking, you know what I'm saying? And if, you know, if people are like, you know, saying, Oh, this is fucking stupid or, Oh, that was great. Like either way you're getting somebody, you're getting a reaction out of people. And that's kind of what we, so we all strive for you know we all want to get a reaction you know oh, yeah. uh we're definitely not sitting here talking about people that didn't get a reaction you know yeah so like i you know so like i always loved a, a lot of the things that twitter hates sometimes there's things that i see and i'm like that was 
the drizzling shit. So like, fuck that, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I, like I said, I don't really, I'm kind of indifferent on that whole spot. I mean, if it, like you said, with it coming off, like the people behind weren't too prepared, but you know, when you explained with Joey Janela probably thinking, you know what? Oh, I got it. We can get it out quick. Yeah. You know, I can I can see that. And being... usually, like, they burn out pretty quick. Like, every time yeah. I've ever seen, I've seen a lot of flame and elbow spots in person, you know, and uh, flame and elbow pad. And uh, usually it goes out pretty quick, you know. I, one time I did see it where it didn't go out. Dude got burned pretty good. Yeah, no. You know? Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, sometimes it goes out quick and sometimes you definitely need to have a fire extinguisher on standby there at ringside. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, like I said, it's just like it's it's it got the people talking and I'm sure that's what I'm sure that's what they wanted out of it, out of it, you know, because out of that show, that was what I seen the most on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, hey. If that was their goal and to get people talking, they sure as hell accomplished it. Yeah, they sure, yeah, sure as shit, you know. Yep. Um, to kind of round things off, I got two categories, one a speed round and one kind of some random questions. And speed round, I name off some people, maybe a promotion or two, and you give me your quick thoughts on them. All right. So first off, speed round, John Wayne Murdoch. Um, number one pro wrestler, independent wrestler in the country, in the world right now. Oh, Personal yeah. opinion. Nope, I hard to argue that one. He is definitely making towns and is pretty busy for himself. Yeah, I mean, most cage, he had the most cage match.com or .net matches of like last year, I think, maybe. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, well, I mean, I know he, if he wasn't on top of that, he had to be pretty damn close. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Next off, the, well, you can't really say self proclaimed, but he has this in his entrance. The god of this shit. Nick fucking Gage. Uh, he's the reason why I got into pro wrestling. So, like, one of the, I'm my Mount Rushmore. If it weren't for him, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Oh, yeah. Nope. He is definitely one of my personal favorites. I mean, you know, people kind of crap on deathmatch wrestling, but I mean, you see him go up against like hell that, that spot he did on, uh, AEW. That, yeah, I mean, it, it was an incredible match, and I mean, he had his own Dark Side of the Ring episode, you know, and he had a he had a great ending to it where it wasn't like you know he rotted in prison. He he came out and he's living the American dream, you know. Yeah, it was one of those like you don't see too many of those uh, Dark Side of the Ring episodes where it actually has a happy ending. Yeah, and he's st he's still out here, you know. Love Nikki. I've only met him a handful of times, but I love the shit out of him, you know. He is one guy I really want to meet really bad. Um, I got to watch. Uh, I got, I'm so sorry. I know the speed round, but I got, oh, I, I got, I got to sit, stand next to him one time and watch New Jack 
and Madman Pondo cut a promo in the ring one time. It was the coolest shit ever. Ooh, wow. That yeah, happened. it was the coolest shit ever. All right, next off, I got uh, to two to round off the speed round. Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, number th- it's a it's a <clears throat> it's the it has to be the uh, third biggest promotion in the country. I mean, they're one of the best out there. You know, I mean, yeah. After after their pay per view, it's hard to say that they're not the number three promotion in the country. You know, I would have to agree. I mean, for a promotion that doesn't have a weekly TV deal on national TV, I mean, when they have a show, when they have their, like, once, twice a month shows, people are talking that night and for a while after. Yeah, it's always it's always a hot ticket. Like, I don't keep up much with what GCW does, but... It's, uh, I mean, like, you know, I can't sit here and be like, oh, they're not, like, because they are. I mean, it's, they, I think they, uh, you know, having a pay-per-view, at the, selling out to Hammerstein as quick as they did was kind of speaks for itself, you know? Oh, yeah, no, totally. Next off, and I bring this promotion up, and we kind of talked about them a little bit, but reason I really bring them up is because I laugh about it, but they blocked me on twitter and instagram xpw uh, um i don't know they, they did a they did a they did an angle that involved rape one time so i'm not i'm not a big fan <laughs> you know uh cool matches every now and again but um overall i i don't really give a shit <laughs> you know? i mean i probably shouldn't say that on a podcast but uh rob black's not gonna fly me out to california so you know i mean you know who gives a shit you know yeah i mean i i was kind of a fan of the original product and then like the after they started that with that rebirth show i remember i watched it because you know me being a fan like i said of the original product i'm like oh i had high hopes and then i watch it and i mean probably at no fault to the actual the guys on the card but there there was parts of that show that i'm like what the fuck yeah i don't know man like uh i was never like the biggest xpw fan um i tried getting into it i could never really get into it you know i mean i I, like i love like homeless jimmy and guys like that like i love those dudes you know what i'm saying and like they did cool shit but uh as a fan like uh especially watching in this day and age like I watched their, um, there was, they did set on, I was, I don't think it was on their TV show. Cause they, if you remember, they had like the, the, the seasons DVD that came out. There was I, shit I, on the show that I was just like, I was uncomfortable with like the whole rape angle and shit. And it's like, uh, they like, and then, and then you have Messiah's finger cut off, thumb cut off. And it's like, eh, I don't fucking, you know? Yeah. No, when I started hearing about that, I'm like, really? Yeah, I mean, like, I and I, I don't, I'm not shitting on anybody that that chooses to work for Rob because I mean that's a payday, yeah. you know. I mean, oh, get yeah. paid, make money, make towns, you know. Yeah, no, I remember one of my good friends that wrestles here in the area had uh, tagged them in a tweet and about you know possibly being on a future show, and I'm like, hey, I put in a good word for you, but they blocked me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't keep up with them, you know. I mean, I know they did the show at uh at uh Rob Black's like burger joint or something, which is cool, you know, whatever. You know, I'm just yeah. 
you do a rape angle, and I kind of can't really watch your promotion, you know? You know, yeah. I kind of put that one to the back of my mind and didn't really remember it. But now that you bring it up, I'm like, oh, damn, yeah. I remember that one now. Oh, it's so uncomfortable watching it, too. It's it's an, it's an insane. It's, no, thank you, <laughs> you know? All right, moving on to that, maybe a little bit of a lighter note in my random questions round. First question, craziest thing you've ever done in a match? Oh, man. Um, I've accidentally, I've accidentally knocked over. I accidentally like bumped into a kid, like a, like a, like a, like a, a kid in a stroller one time. That was, and that wasn't planned. That was, it was an accident. Uh, yeah. um, I mean, like, a, like uh, I let a guy like literally just like punch a gusset plate into my forehead one time. That's pretty <laughs> wild. Um, yeah, I mean, between those two things, I mean, I mean, anything you do with weapons is pretty crazy. Um, I don't know, man. I've done some stupid shit, you know. No, I I have a couple of my really good friends did a Taipei death match against each other, and I unfortunately wasn't able to go to that one. But I mean, knowing enough about the Taipei death match from like the original ECW, I'm like, oh shit. Oh, who who did it? Um my friend two of my friends here that wrestle like mostly throughout the Midwest, but their names are Bogot and uh Joey Joey Anderson. He went by Joey Anderson at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've I'm honestly I've never heard of him, you know, but uh like I'm I'm glad they did it. I love a Taipei deathmatch. Yeah, no. All right. Next off, favorite food? Uh, beer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, I don't know. I really like steak right now. I used to love fried chicken, but I really like steak right now. Can't argue with that one. Favorite music? Oh, uh, man, everything, really, which is such a cliche answer, but uh, pretty much everything. I listen to it all, rock, rap. You know, I don't listen to jazz, but I mean, right now, man, I don't even really listen to a lot of music. I listen to more podcasts than I do anything else. You know, I, depending on the day, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself now. Not so with music, not so much rap for me anymore, because in my opinion, some of the, some of the current stuff that gets out there on like the radio and stuff, it's like. You know, back in the day, it seemed like you actually needed talent. And anymore, it's like you just put little and something else behind it and like, ooh, you're a rapper now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. Of, I mean, rap has always been I used to be a huge hip hop head. Like I love West Coast gangster rap, but um, it's always been like very copycat ish. And when like uh, a lot of like what people would consider like mumble rap. And a lot, like a lot of the Atlanta rap is being like copied everywhere, all over the country. Like if you look in uh, back in like the early mid '90s, everybody was using like G funk beats. If you were in like the Midwest, you were you were making G funk beats. You weren't really using New York beats, and it's always been a copycat kind of game. But uh, yeah, like, I don't listen to modern rap. There's like Kendrick Lamar just put out a record, and that was that's the first rap album I've been excited about in like three four years. Trump, I got gotcha. you. Last but not least, 
craziest road story? Oh man. Um, there's a few, I, uh, I guess probably for like right now off just top of my head. Uh, one of my craziest ones was going to uh, pick up some money and then getting in a head on fucking car crash. Ooh. I was uh, going to pick up some money and then I was going to uh, drive to Boston two weeks ago for uh, oh, no yeah. holds bar 25. And uh, I got into a head on wreck and uh, needless to say, I didn't make the town, which was like just crushing, you know? and um that was a crazy one um i guess like danny being like riding with danny damano was pretty wild too because uh not because i like antics or anything just like just him talking like telling me about you know the, the new jersey wrestling scene and shit like that was like pretty crazy to me just to hear about like all these things and like hearing like about stories about you know different promotions and how to get the business back then that like that was like probably like the craziest because like we're not you know me and the me and the people i travel with are really not that crazy so you know being on the road is like you know we just go to the town do our thing we leave you know i mean you know i'm not as i'm not as wild as i, I was before pro wrestling you know before pro wrestling i was fucking insane you know, <laughs> pro wrestling really straightened me out well no i i get you and i mean you brought that was the thing you brought up about the car wreck. I remember us talking about that. And one thing that I mean, I was, and we can still plug this to kind of round off the show. Um, your it was a pro wrestling tea store, right? You, you have yeah, one yeah. of, and when I post the video and we'll have this also on the podcast platform version the links to your pro wrestling tea store so people want to go support you i know with merch that's a lot of how you guys make your money so any little bit that you know i can do to help i'm always happy to do yeah, for sure, man. I'm on I'm on Pro Wrestling Tees. I have one shirt up now and another one being uh being under review by them to put up, you know. And uh but yeah, it's uh pro wrestling tees.com slash uh CJ Lawler four two three, I think it is. I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but if you just yeah. search CJ Lawler into Pro Wrestling Tees, it'll pop up. I have a shirt. It's the it's the Dick Too Big shirt, which is uh kind of my wrestling nickname on accident. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, I got you. Anyways, um, where can people find you, social media and stuff? And, you know, what are some upcoming events you have so people can try to keep an eye out for you? Yeah, I'm on, uh, I'm on Twitter. It's uh, twitter.com slash CJ Lawler at CJ Lawler. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash CJ Lawler 423 because that's our area code in Chattanooga 423. Um, uh, for as far as uh, socials, that's that's it really. Um, I have a, I have a match on June 26th against Carson Dilbeck in a in a baseball glove on a pole match. Ooh. I'm going to I'm going to win that baseball glove and I'm going to play catch. I don't have a kid, so I'm gonna I'm gonna find one of my friends to play catch with. And I'm I'm going I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna celebrate. 
I'm, 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 I'm climbing 10 feet up in the air. I'm taking that fucking glove. Sorry, Carson, you're going to die. Okay, because he's not gonna die, but uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm there. It's a, it's a it's a church show, so it's you know a family friendly show. Um, and I'm at a I'm at J- Juggalo Championship Wrestling's Bloody Mania at the Gathering of the Juggalos this year. Oh, and pretty much anything else that comes up, you know. But uh, I'm looking forward to that that baseball glove on a pole match, and then you know working working Bloody Mania. Oh yeah, no, those are. I mean, the Bloody Mania always ends up being a. Well, a spectacle to say the least. Yes, yes, and, it's always something crazy. And I'm sure that baseball glove on a pole match is going to be something else. It's going to be something to see. It'll be definitely be something to see. <laughs> all right. Well, that is about all I have for today. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And oh, thank you, man. Pleasure's all mine. Best of luck in those upcoming shows. Dude, thank you, man. Best of luck to you and your podcast, man. I'm excited to see who else you get on here. Oh, yeah. No, I got plenty of big things coming up. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Thank you, man. Big Mo here wanting to take a little time out of the show to remind you if you are in the Omaha area and you are wanting some kick-ass ice cream, you need to go down to 10 Wally's. They have locations in Benson and down in the Old Market. Some of the best homemade ice cream you can ever hope to get. They will be the eventual home of a probably limited time drinking at Moe's flavor. So thank you to them for creating that. But anyways, let's get back to the show. want to thank you for listening to today's episode got to as always give my shout outs to the random podcast because they've been so supportive since the start sharing and putting the word out because i'm going off word of mouth right now and also to my friend val pancakes and her show the stack they've been supportive as well great people go listen to them